BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh, baby, Sunday. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked. Y'all know who I am. I got Kate because it's Sunday. Hell yeah. Sunday at eight means it's time for Joel and Kate. Hi, Kate. How are you? I am good. I'm recently freed from Twitter jail, as we were discussing before I went on air. I got a little sassy. I got put put in Twitter jail, but I am free. Mm -hmm. And I spent my time not on Twitter doing good things and not complaining about copyright strikes and who might be behind them as was the discourse I was told I missed. It was. Uh, I also missed most of it because I did that thing where you go outside and you, as the kids say, touch the grass. The kids being CM Punk. Yes. The kids being CM Punk. Yeah. Good old Phil. The kids also leave thumbs up on these videos. Don't you want to be like the kids? Be like the cool kids. I wish that I could be like the cool kids. Monetize right there. First minute. That. that was less than 12 seconds. Is that what it used to be 30 seconds when it was like 2001? I'm old. Oh, really? I think they whittled it down to 12. I wouldn't be surprised because now all the songs are very short. And like repetitive. It's just the same thing over and over again. You know that? You know the Taylor song that, that "Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me." You, everyone knows. I'm the problem. It's me. So yeah. I've heard it now in like four different places in the area that I live in. Okay, at like various malls and grocery stores. Taylor Swift pronounces the word "problem" very strangely. I, vowel sounds for her are something that, like, for any singer. Like she put in a lot of work vocally, I will say. Like I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a Swifty. Like I'm not getting dressed up to go to a concert anytime soon. Nope. I, I certainly, I'm not a hater either. She's someone that like her live vocals were not good, and that girl put in a ton of work to make her live show really, really good. And sometimes, like I know from my vocal training, like sometimes vowel sounds aren't the vowel sounds that you think they are to make them not sound flat or weird. And there's some very distinct ones where I'm like, I think she's trying to control what her tone is in that, in those moments, but she almost sounds like she's from a different part of the country or something. And yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little funny. It's like, she says, I'm the problem. I'm the pro. Like it's, yeah. You're like trying to, yeah. It's very nerdy, and you you speak music, but not everyone here does. But it's like sometimes it's like to get air up in your head instead of forward in your head, and I think that's like it's just a very um, sometimes that comes out real weird. 
So hold on. Were you so if you were hashtag prison Kate, were you wearing a bandana? <laughs> the worst part about prison Twitter prison was the Dementors. <laughs> By the way, be like Ricardo, surname redacted. I don't support your wrongful Twitter in, in incarceration. Wow. I was about to say incarnation. I don't support that either, but uh, you don't want me to get reincarnated on Twitter. <laughs> no, definitely not. Maybe blue sky. Uh but also <laughs> Go ahead and support us here anyway at Fightful Overbooked. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, that's free. That's great. Uh, if you want to support us financially, drop a super chat. Any amount will bring you up on the air. Do the thing. You know, you all know how it does. But also, like, it gets our people paid that are not named Joel, Jeremy, or Kate. That okay. is correct. And uh, much like you're like, we appreciate all the support. We... Oh, if you leave a thumbs up, I'm expecting it, okay? I'm expecting you to send in massive super chats. I'm expecting for you to leave a thumbs up. I'm expecting for this to reach thousands of views. Like, Joel's very gracious about it. I'm telling you that if you're not doing those things, you're letting me down. So, the least yeah, there can, it is. The least you can do is hit up Kate for a sponsorship <laughs> spot on That's the right. Show. Please, 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 please. I will put your logo somewhere on the background. If you sponsor this show, so hit can up you make it like a uh, when DVD screens were idle and they would like bounce? Can we get one of those? Like in the <laughs> I actually could I just sponsor make... this show to I get a yes Pong logo where it changes colors every time it hits us. <laughs> I just realized that window's open, so I'm gonna hear that stupid siren. Oh my gosh, is it a lady having a baby? That's what my mom used to say to keep us from being scared. Well, that's probably a good idea. We, so we got a lot of busy week in wrestling. There's shows going on as we speak. New Japan Resurgence is going on now. Uh, Alex Coglin, oh. who interviewed, uh, we got to interview him this past Friday on In the Weeds. Uh, he won his big match against Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel. Tremendous talent, just Tremendous. like incredible physical strength with that dude. He's had some ROH matches too that he was just fantastic in. Like. Um, I love that you got to interview him because he's such a um he's such an interesting guy. Like he he has such a specific I love when there's guys that like and gals that have lanes of their own in wrestling. He strikes me as one of those. Like I put over Joe Hendry all the time. He's a guy that has that where he's like over in his super specific way. Um Orange Cassidy is certainly there's nobody over in the way that he's over. Like I, I feel like Alex Coughlin is like narrowing in on that a little bit. And it's so cool to see it happen. And I'm, I'm so glad you guys got to talk to him. Yeah. And it was a great chat. Go check that out uh, either on the full episode from Friday or there is a cut down every interview we do. We do cut them down. We put them up here on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, same goes with the spotlight. If you watch on the main channel that gets cut, the interview gets cut out. And we put it up on Fightful Overbooked. So uh, Coughlin getting the win against Christopher Daniels tonight. Onward now to June the 1st, where he has a match against Katsuyori Shibata for the ROH Pure Championship. Kate, I know you're excited for that one. It's on my birthday, too, so clearly it's going to be a big match for everybody involved. It is. I love... Uh, I love... I was going to say I love pure matches, because I do. But what I'm learning is I just am a freaking square, and I love rules and matches. <laughs> I like time limits. I like certain conditions that you have to operate under. Not like gimmicky stipulations, but um, 
when you have great heels and matches like pure rules and i like tease this episode by saying like joel wants to talk about this week in wrestling and all i want to talk about is the finish to zach saber jr at ar fox like um but zach saber jr is is one of those guys that just knows how to use certain constraints to tell the story that is unfolding in the ring and it, that's especially important for things where there isn't necessarily like a character heavy story going into it between the two opponents um but pure rules always adds that element and one thing i like about having the roh and the impact post show we've kind of talked about this back to back is like they feel like such different ends of the spectrum in pro wrestling and that like roh pretty much everyone's there to be a wrestler and the stories are all wrestling focused and impact you have like the most diverse um like spectrum of characters that you're probably going to get in wrestling and and both of those things are awesome and so when we get to review them back to back I don't, that just feels so much like so much fun and special to me but um but yeah pure rules is is something that's fun and it's also cool to see people who like weren't necessarily watching roh start to learn what pure rules are like i i get asked about it and clearly i like talking about it so it's just like a it's, it's fun to have an extra device of storytelling that's naturally a part of the match. I just, I geek out for that stuff. You know, if you love uh, like pure rules and rules and things like that, you should consider watching the national wrestling Alliance where their TV championship has six Oh five minute matches. The the women's TV championship is a, is a six Oh five. I see you trying to do something here. Yeah, Probably. my monitor just went out, so bear with me. For oh, that's fine. I don't. It, it suddenly did a weird thing on the uh, on the on the stream here screen. You're still you're still on. It just went to a different setup. Anyway, you're good. Oh, that's so weird. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're here. You never left. Okay. You never left. I'm back you again. Just, you're back again. Hello, friends. My monitor was like, enough about this pure rules nonsense. Cake. <laughs> Ricardo with the super chat saying Kate Tudor's MJF on rule breaking. I mean, <laughs> listen, I guess we got to jump right in with uh, some some AEW talk. We only, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the punk stuff because God knows we always do. But well, uh, I, we don't even have to. We just need to put it for the thumbnail so that people come and I don't care if it's true. false advertising. I just want the views. It's true. It works for everyone else. Why can't it work for us in our journal yeah. integrity? uh we're never we never said we were journalists no we're not we're not not at all i don't write anything and i don't talk to sources i don't talk to wrestlers i talked to like three that are friends i talked to lsg and i talked to dan barry and usually it's about snacks or Mm. baseball in that order basically yeah dan barry we're talking about wawa macaroni and cheese gimmicks Mm-hmm. And LSG's a Mets fan, so I make fun of him. That's just how the world works. That's about it. Seems bad to be a Mets fan. Just a lifetime of torture. I don't know why you sign up for that. People are like, oh, you only like the Yankees because they win. I'm like, that's not the only reason, but it is a nice benefit. Yeah, that's it's like me being in Toronto and being like, oh, you must be a Leafs fan. I'm like, no, I don't need that in my life. That's just no. pain and misery, suffering and everything else. Like, you must well, love the other day. thing, it's what? like Mets fans break jets which is also just like a lifetime of heartache like you are just the the new york sports delineation is like that is just one specific area of heartbreak and then it usually goes yankees giants and it's like hasn't been great this decade but we at least in our lifetime have gotten some w's 
Fair. So. Uh, Ryan Lambert saying it technically isn't Dan Barry a snack himself. <laughs> of course, he's a snack with two C's. Yes, exactly. Uh, yes. So we have a we have a, a pay per view on. Uh, we have a few pay per views next week. We got uh, Friday is going to be a busy night. Well, yes and no. It's going to be busy for me because Impact has the Under Siege show, and that's actually live. Uh, and then on the other side, SmackDown's taped, so there's that. And then Rampage is is Rampage live this week because pay per view. Sure. Okay, Rampage. I might think so. I ha- I'll put it this way: I haven't heard that it's moved, so I would assume so. I haven't even thought about that. Let's take a look. We're gonna go to AllEliteWrestling.com for a second. Uh, yeah, so there's that on. on of course, Fox. you are. You mark going you to AllEliteWrestling. Do you when do you go to WWE.com the same amount of time that you're spending? Rampage. You would- <laughs> Rampage is taped. Did you Rampage. Say? They're taping it the same night as. Oh, that's right. They originally had. The venues, uh, something happened with the venues and everything got oh, switched that's right. around. So yeah, yeah. so now we're doing Dynamite and Rampage on Wednesday. Does it air at the same time? I have no clue. Oh God, I hope I won't not. know. I won't know until they, you know, do the hype for it Look, on, on Dynamite. I like Rampage, okay? But if it's between starting review at 10.10 and having that on at like 5.30 p.m. or having it on at 10 to 11... Oh my gosh! I take I take the early bird special every time, every time. The old Especially world. on a pay per view weekend. Are you kidding? I get Oof. it. Someone in the chat is saying that it's on Saturday night, so I'll have to double check. But either way, uh, yeah, that's that's a thing that's going on. So that's Friday. So the only live show that's actually happening is the Impact show. So watch that, and then watch the post show because that'll also be live. Uh, Him. Well, you're not just about, impact you'll be talking about two taped shows i'm talking about the only live show That's oh fair enough. Yeah. fair enough yeah y'all can watch the smackdown rampage show but just know in advance that we're talking about taped shows well i'm i'm roh is taped too but it should be it's better when it's taped i mean <laughs> impact is taped thing. on thursdays too so it doesn't matter there you go Saturday night, 10 p.m. That's what Scott's saying in the chat. Oh, come on. It's taped and you can't even give me a time break. <laughs> give me a normal time. God forbid. Will Washington's AEW. That's fine. On. That just means that Friday is a, is a SmackDown only review for you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. It's Saturday. That's okay. Yeah. I'll take so you'll be fine. No, One no, less no, that's good. Uh, Saturday night is Night of Champions. Uh, that's, that's busy. That's a Saturday afternoon, actually, isn't it? Shoot. That's a noon pay per view. It All is, right. and I have to do extra work on that one because Pulaski doesn't watch the Saudi Arabia ones for his moral and ethical standings, which I respect. But what we do is we play a game called Sands of Blind, where Alex doesn't watch it, and I describe the pay-per-view to him, and I sneak in little lies, and he has to detect them. So you got to find different ways to say, like the the Sands of the 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 gimmick that you do, Sands, Sands of, blind. of Blind. You got to have a different gimmick for each time they rename the show. It's like Night of Champions needs to be like, I don't know, Blind of Champions. But you know what I mean? Like something. something blind like, of Champions works. I'll take Blind of Champions. That's a good one. All right. Sure. Blind of Champions. Blind uh, of Champions. Sure. Regardless, uh, there's that on Saturday. And then what's on Sunday is Double or Nothing and NXT Battleground. Uh, I know most people are going to be watching Double or Nothing. That's fine. Uh, Battleground has a few matches that seem intriguing. So that'll be fun to watch uh, when we get a shot. But yeah, that's it's a busy week coming up. It is, and I have two reviews on Sunday alone. You do. 
Are you? How are you guys going to do that? Are you just going to do one long Sunday night review? I don't heckin' know. We'll probably do. <laughs> we'll probably do um, an Express NXT review. We've done that before, and it was actually really fun. We did um, between Stand and Deliver last year, I think, and WrestleMania Night Two. We only had like a half hour or something, so we did like a beat the clock gimmick. <laughs> It was very, very fun to make me and Alex be condensed about our. I remember that. I remember. It was pretty watching. good. It was yes. really fun. So who'd, who'd maybe we'll do something like that. Who'd have thought that putting you two on a time constraint would actually benefit your programming? It was extremely silly because we abided by the clock. Like we did not give ourselves a second over. But the other thing is, what people don't realize, they're like, "Oh, Kate and Alex, a two-hour review." The reveal part is not what's two hours. We've got puns. We've got songs. Like, it's not like we're reviewing the show for the full two hours. It's right. like, it's all the other silly stuff, which is actually the stuff that makes us money. So the meandering <laughs> is what people tune in for. I get it. Yeah. Half our viewers don't even watch NXT. So Once again, I get it. NXT has become that show that it's like, I'm trying, man. There are some weeks where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm enjoying this. And there are other weeks where I'm just like, can't do it tonight. Can't do the silly. Don't have the time. Can't do it. Find another date. Um, and then I realize. It's when it goes nonsensical. Like, there, there's good episodes that, like, even Alex and I like, which we got one of those two weeks ago. That was really solid. Um, and then there's silly, which teeters on ridiculous, which a lot of people can buy into. Like, our... Our friend SP3, who's on here, is always like, I like after school special wrestling. Like, it makes me laugh. It's like, I don't, but I can understand it. And then there's NXT stuff where you're just like, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> where I think collectively nobody can really buy in, unfortunately. Um, so so it's a it's a spectrum, and we have a lot of fun reviewing it. But as far as Sunday goes, my guess is we'll do like an abbreviated uh controlled silliness review is what I'll call it. And then uh, we'll probably have AW on, on the other screen. <laughs> uh, AW has like seven hours of a pay-per-view. So it's, it's okay if we take a little bit of a break for part of it. Yeah. Plus a four hour post-show scrum that I'm sure, you know, if I, if, if we all collectively text and DM Will Washington, he will get it down to 45 to an hour. That's all we're looking for. Listen, man, people people made fun of WWE for doing the, the post-show, you know, co press conferences and being like, oh, they're just trying to do it like AEW. And I'm like, actually, in many ways, they're doing it better than AEW in that they're sure. keeping it to a certain time frame and it works. And we all know what we're getting into when we walk into that room to ask questions to a bunch of wrestlers who are mostly keeping kayfabe. Sure, why not? It's also just so corny when people... It's corny enough when people are like, they're copying a wrestling company. Well, yeah, sometimes companies do things other companies have done. And the other thing is, if it's been done in regular sports, I don't think you get to say that it came from the wrestling company. Like, that's what annoys me is it's like anytime they're like, oh, well, this company does a pre-show. It's like, well, regular sports do pre-shows all the time. And they're trying to, like, make your product feel modern and fresh. Like, of, of course they're going to do it. So, also, um, like, like WWE used to do this thing back in, like, the 80s and shit, so. Well, it's like <laughs> nothing's original. Nothing is original. Nothing's original. Just... Like it's it's just it comes from real sports or WWE or WCW most of the time, and then you're innovating off of that. It's kind of how I'm like 
I, rem- I remember a friend of mine who's in a band who was like, look, we're all copying the Beatles at, on some level here. Like, it's, it, that's what I always go back to with so many things in, in any art form is just like, at the end of the day, like you're, you're innovating off of a base that has already been set by major wrestling companies that have come before you. We're all ripping off another band until the other band tries to sue us. And then we That's have to it. go into a room with a guitar and play then, the same four chord songs over and over again to prove a point. Yeah, then Ed Sheeran has to like miss family funerals and stuff because he's out there you defending to his own songs. <laughs> you also heard the Stern interview. <laughs> I did. That was where I was coming. I did. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, By the way, send us another super chat. I heart the long shows is a big part of my day. Well, we're we're happy that you enjoy the long shows. They they make us uh, they make us crazy sometimes, but they're enjoyable when we get to be with our friends and do our thing and like be on screen with our friends and also be with our friends in the chat. So that's always good stuff. Heck yeah! Not the reviews though. You guys should be doing that in an hour. No. Oh, okay. Well, I tried. Uh, where do we want to start? Superfluous stuff is the money making stuff. That's all I said. It's true. It really is. <laughs> On Tuesdays, it is for sure. Presta and I <laughs> meander like mad. We keep it within the impact world, but like we meander. We just talk shit about anything. Oh my God. Can. I've felt so bad. See, the past two weeks, we've gotten you guys on so late. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like, so this is, this is just a funny. Reg thought I was like pulling his leg because I, the past two times on Thursdays, I've gone onto the stream yard. The StreamYard instance, not my internet, has been crazy glitchy. And it's just started playing Blue Chew ads, and I can't turn them off. Not when we go live, but when I've entered the studio and Reg was like, oh, Kate's like pulling my leg on like these Blue Chew ads or whatever. And I'm like, I, I actually can't stop them. I had to leave and enter the studio like three different times. So we're That's late so going live, and the shows are back to the longer format. So we're still adjusting like our time. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I like we can talk. AEW had some big stuff happen. Um, SmackDown and Raw less so, but like what I, I like when we kind of talk about things from a higher view, and and also when we get to shed light on like New Japan having their pay per view today rules. And I like talking Impact and ROH and stuff on here too. So we can we can go we can go high and we can go low, whatever you want to do. I mean, who's going to win the New Japan Strong Women's Championship tonight? We'll start there. You know, it's so interesting because I think the obvious answer is Mercedes, but um, what did you say? Is it? I, I feel like it is, but I also feel like she's doing something that's so different right now that I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what the, the end result there is. I think it would be really nice for Willow to have. I think it would make sense for New Japan to put it on Willow especially because she is an extremely um, over and popular talent right now. But the storyline that she's in an AEW doesn't really have an opening for title shots. Um, so her having a different company's title, I, I think is a super, super smart thing to do. If, if you're any company in the world and you don't want to put it on Mercedes, that's just kind of nuts because of the level of exposure you get. But like, from a consistency standpoint and just, I don't know what Mercedes plans are because she seems so, um, I don't want to say above the landscape because that makes it sound like it's her ego, but right now she's doing something that is so different than, than kind of these traditional company runs that we've seen. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested to see, but I just, God, it's so cool that it's happening like this, like new Japan being on fire again after such a long, like 
struggle with the pandemic and they had the title on evil and that was so weird and overbooked and bad and um it feels like they're back to firing on all cylinders i already put over zach saber jr but other than the fact that that title is so ugly i think it's a really interesting one for him to have and for new japan to have kind of looks like a gold foiled chocolate bar but that's besides the point like literally a tv it's it's the new japan world tv title it's a television (laughs) set Come on, Kate, get with the times. Some... It looks like a watch. Yeah, it looks it's like a candy eyes. watch. <laughs> it does not no, look good. There was a guy who showed up at a was an AEW taping. I think it was maybe at UBS where he was wearing a giant like Rolex. I took a screen cap of it and it ended up going viral. But it was the guy was sitting in front row and he was wearing a legitimate giant watch as a title belt. That is different from the New Japan TV title. Marginally. Marginally, <laughs> that one TikToked. The other one did not. <laughs> that one carrying crossed. Yes, that one, that one carrying crosses the road. Uh, <laughs> Monet Vakur versus, or sorry, Mercedes Monet or Stephanie mm-hmm. Vakur tonight. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure Mercedes goes to the finals, and then the other side, you've got Mobile Kogo versus Willow Nightingale. I think it's Willow winning the New Japan Strong Women's Championship. Uh, Shibata holds the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Aussie Open have the New Japan Strong Tag Team Championships. Willow going into Forbidden Door in Toronto and putting that title up or having a match against someone like Jade Cargill, who might still have the TBS TBS title at that point. Uh, There are opportunities for Willow Nightingale, more so than Mercedes in terms of merging her into AEW traffic with the new Japan strong women's championship because it's not the AEW women's championship. And if you want Mercedes to come in, you want her to be going after the biggest prize, not walking in with the company's new belt that maybe doesn't make her feel as big as she should be upon presentation. I don't know if you agree with that or not. I don't know if I agree with it. And I think that's partly a, some of the fun of it and B just not knowing what her plans are. Um, she said she's moving to Tokyo. So she is working the New Japan Stardom I umbrella, gonna, I think. I think um, she's gonna get a tear in Tokyo. I don't think she's gonna move there full time. No, no, but like she's not that was not a courtesy run. Like I think she's gonna be doing some some work there. I don't think that was like a um let me stop by and do this cool thing and now I'm gonna be working just American television. Like I, I think she I think she's doing what she kind of said she's going to do in character and she's going to you know, have her impact and leave her her footprint on a lot of different companies, which is so cool. I think the big question is, is she going to Wembley? I, man, what do you think AEW's expectations were for selling without announcing anything on the card? Do you think they thought we're going to sell based on the idea of the experience? Or do you think they were like, eh, we'll probably get between 40 and 50,000. And then as we announce the card, things will unfold. I think they had both in their head. And I know that sounds like I'm hedging, but realistically, I think they knew they were going to find a sellout regardless. Um, At the same time, I also think they know what happens when Tony talks a big game on social media or on a TV program or in an interview. People jump at every little morsel and blow it up. And for better or worse, that ends up playing a role in how much success or how much of a, how much of a success 
something is is going to be uh we've seen and we've seen pieces of that sometimes people put the cart before the horse when it comes to wrestling too they assume something they get it in their head and it's got to happen this way it's gonna happen it's got to happen then it doesn't happen and they get upset like the sting versus mjf match that people are clamoring for at all in you know yeah you i know that look you gave me but it's also like people are are sitting there and just being like, you got to do it. That's the match. That's the big match. If you're not going to bring someone in, you have to do Sting's retirement match. And it's like, uh, do you though? Because it doesn't feel like there's a reason to get there other than through Darby Allen. I wouldn't go there, but there are people who, who want that. And they think that the only way to enjoy the show is to do it that way. That being the thing said, with MJF is like, people love to forget that he's fantastic in the ring. And I don't get it. Like, I don't know why people don't think MJF versus, like, I don't think it's going to be him and Will Ospreay, because I think we're going to have Kenny and Ospreay. But, like, do people not think MJF can hang with someone from New Japan? From, like, it's just so odd to me that people, like, love to forget that he's really good. And every time he goes out there, people are like, oh, yeah, I forgot. He's great at wrestling. Um, I don't, I just don't get why, especially when he, like, he's constantly talking about how New Japan sucks. like. All you have to do it could be MJF versus Tanahashi and it's gonna be great like um and then whatever you want to do it at, at, at Wembley I don't even know I can't even think about what those possibilities are um I but with the Mercedes point I think there's an opportunity I don't think you want her to have that new Japan title if you're gonna do either her versus Jade or her versus like in a triple threat Jamie Hayter and Soraya um I, I, do I not feel like, like that match at all, by the way. I do. I don't like it for Wembley. I think if you're gonna have Saray and Jamie Hader, it should be the two of them. Like that is that's too special of a moment for two women who are like they should have it the same way that Gunther and Sheamus had it. Like they deserve it to be the two of them. Like I don't think you have to shoehorn Mercedes in there. If I could have her facing anybody from the AEW umbrella right now, especially that's a champion. This is Athena run and Mercedes is like begging beg because Mercedes is so good at working women. I mean, she's, she's one of the best in the world. She's good at working against anybody, but like, I love her approach and matches to women who are wrestling with the style that Athena is leading into right now. And let's not forget Athena has an incredible acrobatic side to her, but this other side just kind of came alive. So the idea of a Mercedes and Athena match um, definitely is is something that intrigues me. I don't think they would think that's big enough for Wembley. Uh, it's big enough for me for Wembley as a fan. I don't know if we get her there. I think it. I, I think it's more likely, depending on when his contract is up. I think it's more likely that you get Edge and Christian um, in in like a major tag match at at Wembley. Um, I don't think we'll Edge is done. Do we know? I just know it's like coming soon, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if they said when. I don't think he's done for another year. I could be wrong, and okay. this is something that's been asked about before. But he's if he wants to do the last match in Toronto, that's August nineteenth. That's when SmackDown's in Toronto. Um, I don't know what the plan is after that for him, whether or not he actually still wants to go. When he was asked about it at the Elimination Chamber, he was like, I think I could still go for a little while longer, maybe a year past what I said, um, which honestly at the time was September of 2022. And so August 2023, that's pretty much a year later. Uh, I don't know what his plan is. I don't think 
that works in Wembley as much only because it's like why edge and christian I, I understand that the reasoning why edge and christian but for the british fan the uk fan why edge and christian well my thinking is that if why not goldberg bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We already talked about that, and I'm not going to hurt myself by bringing that back up. But with the this Hardy's run, I'm thinking, like, you could do... FTR because and Edge and Christian and and the Hardys that would be the the thing that I think they would view as marquee. But I heard I have a friend in the UK who was who said he was like I think people feel this weird idea that like like they were like we love wrestling over here. It's not just the UK. Like we don't need it to be Will Osprey. Like we are excited about. FTR and CM Punk and the Elite, they're like, we're excited about the AEW product. Like, you don't have to... They were like, they feel like the narrative has been so pushed on this, like, we needed to be the UK talent represented. And they were like, it's awesome with, like, a Soraya or Jamie Hayter or, like, I'm assuming Pac will work his way onto the car, like, things like that. But they were like, we also just like the product that's... We're excited for that. Like, we're excited to see all of the people that we don't normally get to see just by happenstance. So, yeah, um, it's... It seems like marquee names would be great to probably push it to like the sellout level, but like there's a lot of people that are just excited in the UK to see AEW. Like, just just want to see it, just want to see it, and just this returning batch of like Miro and Andrade and and stuff like that. I think as people excited for a rejuvenated product product in general. And that kind of adds to my point of like why bring in someone like Edge at that point if you're gonna have this new refreshed roster of two shows that have very good talent at the top. Isn't that enough? I mean, you want to bring in a few surprises and, you know, Osprey is a good surprise. And I understand people being like, yeah, okay. It doesn't have to be, you know, Britress talents. Those are there, but I don't know if you need as much of the nostalgia push now that you've hit over 70,000 tickets sold. It's crazy. I think the answer to your question of why would just be literally because you could. Like I, I, and I, I think that's a perfectly suitable response in that, like, this will be their biggest crowd by, I mean, tens of thousands of people. This will be about 10,000 um, or 10 times the size that they do at Arthur Ashe. Right. So like um, if you just want to do something incredible in front of the biggest crowd you've ever had, I, I get that, like, go for it. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm very intrigued about what that's going to look like. Cause as you pointed out, we have so much programming before it. We've got Double or Muffin coming up. 
and you have Forbidden Door, and then you've got All In and All Out and All Over and All all Over the Place. All Elite. All Elite, yes. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Jericho and Cole is now an unsanctioned match. Uh, Jeremy and I were talking on, on In the Weeds. Count Friday. Anywhere. But it's also unsanctioned, so it has no bearings on the official AEW ranking system that they don't employ anymore. Anyway, uh, Jeremy and I were talking. We were just like, how do you get to Cole and MJF because of what was reported in The Observer this week where the MJF promo was supposed to be Britt Baker approaching MJF and being like, keeping that title warm for Bebe. Now that we potentially know where they're going next, don't know for sure, but let's let's run with that assumption that it's Cole and MJF next. Uh, I asked Jeremy, like, how do you get past Cole and Jericho with Jericho winning the match? And they just answered the question for us, made it unsanctioned. Jericho will win. Jericho's not going to drop another pay-per-view loss. He's not going to drop a loss to two. Like, he's not going to drop two big match losses in a row in that he lost to Starks at the last pay-per-view. He lost to Roddy Strong in his first singles you know, match on AEW TV. Uh, this is this is a big match for Jericho, and it's also a big match for Cole. Cole losing an unsanctioned match still keeps him in the title picture. Sure, I I would. The only caveat I would say is if it's fruitless, if um, the Jericho Appreciation Society breaks up because of a Jer- like Jericho loses because JAS breaks up, I could definitely see that happening. My heart would sing, but I never like to speculate on injuries. But if if it was Jericho Appreciation Society came out and Kyle O'Reilly was there and they could even the odds, I think that would be just the most incredible moment. I have no idea where he is in his healing. It's a very intense surgery. And he also has diabetes that he was like trying to regulate during all of this. Um, but that, that would be an amazing moment. My guess is Jericho goes over because of what you said. Like he's actually had a few losses where a win could probably help him. But if, there's a Daniel Garcia turn or something that could be that could be really cool. Sammy Guevara probably wouldn't be out there anyway, right? Because he's got his four pillars match. So um, you could do some stuff with Daniel Garcia, who's a phenomenal talent and feels really lost in the shuffle right now. He's got kind of nothing going on. Who needs anything to do, really? It's wrestling. Well, I I would assume the wrestlers would, Joel. Nah, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Because here's the thing. Daniel Garcia on collision with who they're putting over there feels like it makes a lot of sense, just like from a stylistic standpoint. So breaking up and overdue breakup for that faction would be something that I could see leading to a Jericho loss, but maybe they do undisputed era versus JAS. Yeah. That's, and that's your blood and guts match because you're going to do five on five, presumably with the elite and Blackpool Combat Club. Let's let's just say for argument's sake that Anarchy in the Arena ends with Takeshita joining BCC with Don by his side. And then we bring in Kota Ibushi and that is either the Forbidden Door match or that is a match later on. Uh, it, it shouldn't be blood and guts because that's a cage match. It's five on like traditionally it's not a five on five matches that it's usually four on four for blood and guts. Am I right or am I wrong? Uh, for blood and guts, it's for in war games. It's sometimes yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't own that though. They don't, but it's the exact same thing. So, uh, <laughs> oh, what you're talking about? I have no idea. What it's wrestling. About. You can do whatever you wanted, right? But I also think, 
there's something really special if you let the blood and guts match just be the women's match this cycle. Like yeah. that, that feels like you've done something because what you don't want is like two. I feel like I feel like two blood and guts matches taking up an entire dynamite makes it feel really unspecial, and you don't want to run that stipulation twice in a short period. So I don't know. I don't know what you do with that, but you could have an entirely different type of match that you took from WWE or WCW that someone will say is capping. It's fine. I mean, listen, WWE runs two war games matches in their show. War games. You can run two blood and guts matches, one for the women, one for the men, and it would just it'd be the same. You would have to do it, but don't they usually do it on pay-per-view? Because they don't. Yeah, they do. But I mean, doesn't mean AEW has to. Make it a big... I, I don't want to make one for Collision and make one for Dynamites. You could. I don't know. I kind of like just letting it be the women and figuring out something else. Like, it, it would just make it feel more special, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with with Double or Nothing. The, honestly, the, the four-way pillars match isn't doing much for me. They either have to give me a real good go home moment on Wednesday or I'm really just looking forward to the rest of the card. Even I'm even looking forward to a rematch between Ty Valkyrie and Jade Cargill. You know, at least this time we don't have the stupid can't use jaded road to Valhalla, whatever you want to call it. It can be a legitimate one-on-one match. Yes and no. I just, um, so the four pillars thing in I'm in on, more than a lot of people, not because I think the execution has been great, but because I think the um, the overall story there and the attempt to do something they haven't done in AEW before is pretty cool. Like I'm I'm sold on the idea of like everybody had these video vignettes with their mentors and that all those mentors went away, right? And this might mean like now they're stepping into the pillars that they really are, as our friend Ryan on the Mark Orders likes to say, they're growing into walls. Pillars growing into walls here. Um, I I think that part of it's really cool. I feel so like kind of just bad for Sammy Guevara because this has just felt like they just don't know what they're doing with this guy. Like they don't know if he's healed. They don't know if he's face. It feels like they're trying to rehab him through a reality show that had seven episodes and hasn't been good. Like, it, it feels like he's so lost in the shuffle and I don't think it's even on him, but they're like, okay, well, he can't be a heel because MJF's here. Well, what if he's a comedic heel for a minute? Okay. Well, what if he's just a face? And then like, he's not even getting reactions in in his hometown is, is a rough thing. Like that's, and that doesn't feel like it's on him. It just feels like, it feels like things got gummed up with him and Scorpio sky. And they were like, we'll just make him Jericho's lackey again. And they never actually like addressed what they want to do with this guy. Um, and so that that's been difficult, but I am in on it because I think the ways that MJF participates in matches and the type of match that this is, like I, I'm more sold on the idea than I have been on the execution of it. Taya and Jade, I just feel like there's still no chance that Jade drops. Like it, it really feels to me like they're just waiting for Chris Statlander. So it's, um, it's just a, kind of a bummer because I think like Jade's, strengths are so much more in like the star power and charisma arena necessarily than in ring so it's like when it's inevitable every time and i'm also not expecting a ton from the in ring that just i I can't really get like into the story that that is uh breaking news by the way mercedes monet advances to the finals no surprise there 
No, um, that's awesome. That, the match that was really good. If you see me looking over, I'm just keeping an eye on. Are me. you good? I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. No, the match was really good. Go check it out. Uh, Mercedes Monet and Stephanie Vacker from uh, from AAA. Really good stuff. What's she CMLL? I don't. I'm sorry. Her name's been like it's been fun to see. I feel like there was this generation of women's wrestlers on the independence that people were like talking about and that like willow and she got signed and like lady frost isn't signed yet but like she's doing she's debuting in in aew and she's working roh consistently and like uh roxanne went on to nxt and now there's like this other crop that's sneaking up like steph's one of them sawyer wreck um oh my gosh steph delander too additional stuff like it's fun to see like okay now these people seem to have found a home what's coming up for the next group and like maybe it's in new japan like you guys interviewed hyan and and that was Dude, awesome because her aspirations are for for new japan like not even here it's, it's hi so cool. was such a good interview and so much fun to chat with she's another one uh vacher by the way has been around since 2009 Wow, okay, very yeah. cool. And she's very from CMLL, cool. but uh, yeah, she's been around. She wrestled in your favorite Japanese promotion, by the way. Oh, really? Yes. My favorite one? Yes, Ice Ribbon. Ice Ribbon? Yes. My favorite. So you know that she's uh, she's a very good wrestler. She's great. She's the Ice Ribbon princess queen. Yeah. Anyway, Willow's up next against uh, Momokogo, so that's going to be a good match to watch. Yeah, if someone in the chat is being like, good to know Joel's not paying attention to his own show. I'm paying attention to both. I'm paying attention to Kate while I'm watching New Japan with the sound down. Doesn't take that much to pay attention to me and talk a lot, so. Huh? What? 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 <laughs> what? 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 Give me a hell yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so <sighs> Ty Valkyrie coming in to me was so cool because and then they were like you're gonna be entirely on 5 30 p.m rampages yeah. how do you like them apples yeah and then they were just like and then they do what they do to a lot of the signings uh gender non-specific but honestly it happens a lot to the women too but i think the women have more of a microscope on them because there is such less time allotted to the women so we see it a lot more uh ahead of us it happens to the guys too, let's face it. But uh, yeah, seeing Taya show up was great. And then in the back of your head, just being like, oh, I hope they don't do what they do to all the women. And then they do it that way. That's frustrating. You know, uh, I expect more. And that's why I would love to see her walk out with the TBS championship and then have Jade start merging into world championship territory, world women's championship territory. She should. She really should. Um there are some you're right like it's not gender specific in that like jay white the biggest signing they were like you're gonna debut right after everybody's upset about what happened at wrestlemania and then nothing uh no everyone's so, just upset about what happened with jay white yeah everyone's like hey what um but he's also feuding with ricky stark so by nature that just feels very important the thing with taya was um I think she was kind of the first person that it felt like, oh, maybe Jade is going to drop to to her. And then it just immediately felt like, no, that's not the case. And you're right, because um, the for better or worse, and I think it's for better and worse in some ways, um, the, the outcast storyline is cannibalizing a lot of time on Dynamite. Now, in a lot of ways, that's good because you're getting like 
eight or nine women on television. It would be nice if that was spread out more over two hours, but that automatically just demotes the TBS championship, unfortunately. So, um, and it, 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 it's Roman Reigns syndrome. Like Jada's just run through everyone. And then you finally bring in someone from the outside and it's like, yeah, but we've kind of made it clear that that's probably not going to be the person that beats her either. I really liked what uh, Pulaski had said of like, if you had had Jade drop to Tony Storm or Ruby Soho and she immediately had an impetus to join the good girls in the day one side of the outcasts of like, well, I didn't give a crap about any of you because she's healed, but now they have my title and they broke my win streak. And so now I want my revenge. And then you have Jade who's built like a goddess and can do some destruction in that match. Like it automatically makes all of that feel more interesting. It feels like they said it's Chris's to take and they were like, we don't care if that means she's injured for a year. It's Chris Statlander's to take. So it feels like we're buying time. It does. And it's very frustrating because Chris, I, I say this with, with a lot of respect for Chris Statlander. And I say this not from a negative point of view, but just from a, promoter point of view you have chris come back from one injury that kept her out for eight months and unfortunately she goes down right away with another one i know in wrestling we say you know don't put the injury prone moniker on somebody um but when you're out for a collective year and a half that affects your you know the, the expectations that are on you so i'm just wondering what what it means for Chris Dallander and if we should really care as much about her being the one to beat Jade of all people. I think you got to look at the type of injury it is too, which is like in, in the way someone gets injured wrestling is so weird like that. I think she will come back to it uproarious pop. And I think as long as she is healthy, she's going to be like the workhorse that I feel like maybe that title should have because the, women's world title is defended so much less frequently. Um, but I I don't think there would be a loss of momentum behind it if Chris was coming back to be Willow, if Chris was coming back to be Athena, if Chris was coming back to be Taya, like anybody else that it would have made sense for Jade to logically lose to in the stories that they actually bothered to build out. Um, especially, I thought like, okay, now the baddies are gone. So now she's vulnerable now it's time for her to lose and it it doesn't feel like that's happening. So I do think that Chris should win the title upon coming back. I don't know if it has to be for Jade because it wasn't like there was some overwhelming story between the two of them that says like she had to win it from Jade. She just needs to win it at some point. So it, it feels like um, it's almost like another thing that, that I give a lot of credit to Pulaski for was like Sami Zayn needed to win it from Roman Cody Rhodes just need to win it at some point, which was his justification for like, Sammy should have won it, not Cody. There wasn't like an overwhelming need for Cody to have won it from Roman, but Sammy had eight months of needs to win it from Roman. That's kind of how I feel about this is just like, Chris just needs to win it at some point. It's, it's not a, um, it's not a huge personal thing between she and Jade. And that's the thing. You can either make it personal upon her return or you can have Chris Statlander, and I honestly, I think you can do both, have her go through a bunch of matches to eventually get to Jade. Not necessarily Jade throwing people in her way, but just Chris proving herself as a badass who can not only stay healthy, let's face it, but also, uh, you know, reprove to the audience 
that she is ready, willing, and able to take that title and take on all comers. Sure. I kind of want her to just win it because Jade's had it so long that I don't want to sit through another three months of Jade Cargill squashes while Chris proves herself. Like, just... I mean, you probably wouldn't. You'd probably just sit through Chris Statlander winning a bunch of matches while Jade looks on the TV. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> you won't, because Dark's gone, so you probably won't, uh, you won't see much Jade going on there. No, that is a very good point. Anyway, uh, I guess we should talk about it. So what do you want to talk about? about? Uh, I hate that. So I did it. So they announced Collision to the surprise of nobody on Wednesday at the Upfronts. Jeremy and I were live with uh, Andrew Zarian watching the Upfronts live, talking about it on In the Weeds. And we noticed that the CM Punk stuff was wiped from it. There's been a lot of talk since then. Seems like Ace Steel is somehow at the the middle of all of this again somehow, but he's uh, got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. What, what the thing about Ace Steel to me, or the, it's not even about Ace, it's about CM Punk. And I said this on the Friday show. It's that Punk, for better or worse, is so loyal to a group of people that he is friends, that he calls friends, family, whatever, that he will go to bat for in every way, shape, and form. And so, for again, for better or worse, Ace Steel reportedly back, if you listen to Nick Hausman and his, he had dropped an exclusive that, you know, he's back and he's working, although he is telecommuting, so he's not live at the arena. He is Skyping in, Zooming in, whatever he sure. is. He's just not there with everyone else. Uh, I'm going to, I would go out on a limb and say that people know about this. Uh, otherwise, I hope so. Cause that's yeah. been a thing at AEW. Let's be honest. Like Leva Bates didn't know her contract was ending. Yes. Um, but I'd like to think that there are people who are aware that Ace, I don't think that they send like company wide email being like, welcome back Ace Steel. But I think it's been more of a like, yeah, listen, Ace is still working for us. We're still getting our use of him. Uh, he's just not here. We're using his brain. We're not using his mouth. So, <laughs> biting. That was a biting <laughs> joke. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, with all this in mind, we don't know if Punk is coming back. We don't know if Punk is... I I, I put it in the thumbnail. Is this a power play? Because right now, the big thing that seems to be going on is Punk being like, Ace has got to be there live. And others... Not, no, that's not the only thing. But it feels like it's one of the things that we're in the miscommunication, whether or not Ace will be there live with them. So the thing that struck me as odd about this from the beginning was, as reported by Fightful Select, um, this was Jericho's idea to bring Ace Steel back, allegedly. <laughs> yes, Jericho, who, by the way, is playing all sides and doing it so perfectly well. Well, so this is my other thing, right? You Like you mentioned, it seems as though CM Punk is extremely loyal to people, to his guys. Um, he also seems like a really big gesture guy. Like if you... Like I could see him being frustrated by this. And this feels like a very possible scenario knowing a little bit about what we know about the AEW backstage and their inability to communicate things. I could see Jericho being like, what if we brought a steel back that everybody who was involved in the incident has their jobs? 
let's say they let's say they view it internally as that whole brawl was chaos. Let's say they view it as Punk thought he was getting ganged up on by like six guys, so he threw the first bunch. The elite were thought they were just going there to talk to them. Like let's let's say they chalk it up to that. And then they say, we're going to, Jericho says, what if we brought a steel back? And they say, all right. And Puck says, okay, that's a cool gesture. And then they're like, well, actually, he's going to be remote. I could see CM Punk being like, you got it. The gesture that you made in this whole thing was you're going to bring back a steel. And now you're like half-ass bringing him back. Like, I could see him based on like the way it seems like he operates being like, you made this gesture and then you half-assed it (laughs) like i could see that being a thing i could also see them wiping the brand stuff not being as big of a deal as everybody made it out to be like maybe they want to wait until collision is actually announced for that or maybe maybe things escalated between cmftr and the young bucks and the elite and they are going to be able to work together under the same brand like I, I think everybody just jumps to this like doomsday thing because we love to like dive into this dramatic world. But I, I think it could be like a little bit more nuanced than people are, are necessarily giving credit to. I don't think it's a deal breaker. It sure seems like CM Punk is coming back for collision. Um, I don't know. It just, it all seemed very, very, very silly. And uh, I just would recommend following along on what's happening with Fightful Select, because I don't like to talk shit on other people in this space. Um, but I, what I will do is put a vote of confidence behind the things that Sean reports, because um, it just feels like the game of telephone has gotten way out of hand for a lot, a lot of parties involved, including CM Punk. Most importantly, I had no idea that Dan Housen didn't have nipples. Did you know this? I had heard rumors. It's okay. nice that they are official. It's confirmed by Lars and CM Punk. Yes. No swearing. No swearing. No, swearing. no, no nipples. N- yeah. That's, right. That's the way it goes. And if you want to win an AW World Championship, you got to wear Danhausen's boots. That's it. That was a story that I broke, by the way. I inadvertently broke it. Thank you. Because I had mentioned on the pay-per-view, I mentioned that he wasn't wearing... Is normal Good for you. Like he's not wearing the Automix boots. Why isn't he wearing his CM Punk <laughs> Automix boots? And then someone asked, "Hey, you won't wearing your Automix boots?" I was like, "Yeah." So someone was paying attention. But our own Phil Lindsay pointed out, like he got asked about that during the press conference, right? And then we find out later he wasn't fully cleared. Like as implosive as he was at that press conference, there was still a part of him that was trying. It just went way off the rails. Um, but it is like. I just, it feels like everybody loves to jump to the doomsday stuff, and I just don't, I just don't think it is. And quite frankly, I don't think there's a doomsday scenario, because even if it ends in CM Punk, who is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, being not coming back to work, I don't care. It's still cool that we get a second AEW brand rocking and rolling. Like, that rules, no matter who's there, so. Um, um, by the way, it's set Mercedes and Willow for the New awesome. Japan Strong women's championship tonight how cool is that like i say all the time like three years ago could you have imagined we'd be like oh sick willow nightingale and at that point sasha banks for the nj <laughs> like that's just nuts Rest yeah awesome. great stuff. Very, i'm excited for for both women i'm excited for willow who's 
wanted a match like this for a while. So this is this is good stuff. Uh, I'm seeing also AW trademarked the Collision logo, and they also trans uh, the term transfer portal. So taking from the soccer world, the football world that Tony Khan is used to, I guess this uh, this draft thing, or at least the hard split, is a little more hard, you know, as hard as we imagined. They yeah, use BlueShoe.com code yeah, Exactly. There you go. I was expecting yeah. that. Anyway, the punk stuff is strange to me. I understand potentially what's going on. I don't understand the lack of playing ball that's going on. And the reason why I was saying it was a power play is if Tony Khan relents and basically gives Punk everything he wants in this case, that's just to get him for that June 17th collision. If I'm seeing a Punk, I'm just like, I hold all the cards. I hold all the power. I've already made my boss look like an idiot once at a press conference. This is an opportunity. And I, I again, I say this with respect because I know Tony deals with a lot of shit. Um, but this is one time where it's like, you got to stand firm and you, you got to take no prisoners in this case, because again, I, this is all speculation on my part, but like, if you're giving in a hundred percent to one of your wrestlers demands, then what are we doing? Who, who runs the show? Who runs the ship? I mean, it, it's felt that way to me for a, a long time. Like it, yeah. the, um, I'm a, I'm a big believer in precedent. And so when MJF held up a pay-per-view and the first thing you did was make him champion when he came back. And I like Max as champion. And I think MJF is a great wrestler um, in virtually every asset of this. And I do think it is his time. I think it's great. Um, you cannot reward that kind of behavior over and over again, though. Like it, it happened with MJF. It happened with CM Punk. It's happened with CM Punk possibly again. It is all speculation, so I, I don't want to, like, it's kind of like, if X, then Y, right? Like, if that is the case, then, and I, I think for better or worse, Tony Khan can see things from other people's point of views. And, like, one thing about CM Punk is, like, he has a reason to feel the way he feels. Whether you agree with them, completely up to you. But he'll usually give you a reason that you can wrap your head around and say, I understand where you're coming from. That's why the Instagram story posting is such a pain in the ass. It's because sometimes Thanks, it's like... Yeah. I get exactly what you're saying. Putting it on Instagram, probably not like the best way to go about it. But like, even that was funny. Like all the nonsense about Brian Alvarez. And then he has like this little video of him and he's extremely calm. He's just like, this is weird. People are weird. Parasocial relationships are weird. Like all things I agree with and in a controlled tone. And I think people just assume like, if he's posting that way, it's completely unhinged. And he might just be like, this Alvarez guy is a goon. Like it, it's you like assign weight to how people are acting when they're posting shit, and it's just it's just silly. But to your point, I think Tony Khan has a lot of work to do on the um, asserting standards piece of his job. And if that's not somewhere he has a strength, something that he should pass off to someone who is not an active wrestler in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't. To me, it doesn't help when you go on socials and you say something like, um, you know, basically keep my name out of your mouth because I'm sick of being talked about. And I'm going to slap you for it. But then you, and, but that's the thing you say, keep my name out your mouth. And what do you do? You make a huge new, new story out of it. That's what continues to bug me. 
Which is fair. And I think it's also fair to be like, like, I've said from the beginning, I can't imagine being in either position. I can't imagine getting the biggest signing of, of the company and having that guy go and trash everything you built. And I also can't imagine being a guy who um, posts an Instagram story and the it is trending and the world is upended by the fact that he posted something about Brian Alvarez. Like it's, I, that microscope is ridiculous, but it is one that he's under. So it's like something that, um, it's like way deeper than wrestling. That is like a personal boundaries thing that you, you have to figure out how to set. But in his defense, I'm also kind of like, well, yeah, this guy is subjected to a microscope that is insane like i i feel like if other people were posting about brian alvarez nobody would give shit like it's it is a little much and to to have it feel like there's a narrative that's being said about you but you kind of can't come out and say anything about it without it spiraling into something completely different that's gotta suck but it is like you just throw gasoline on the fire every time you post a, a story about it right like it's um it goes away so much. Fa- In fact, most people are, I feel like at this point, and this is what I feel like most people are saying, not what I'm saying. I think if CM Punk doesn't acknowledge it, people are like, oh, Alvarez and Meltzer. And they just like move on. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think people are just kind of like, eh. Yes. I also am from a, a mindset, and maybe this is like pie in the sky. You got beef with somebody, talk to them privately and squash it. I understand you know, does not like a lot of wrestling media. However, it's never stopped him from A, talking to them allegedly before, or B, having ones that he likes, like ones that he trusts. And again, when he did press conferences for AEW, he was always quite cordial with everybody, minus the one time. Um, But I think a lot of that came down to his cordiality, if that's the word, completely lost lost it not on the media but on the situation on everything that was happening at work not at media so my my big point to all this is like you and alvarez have a problem you, you two have interacted before it's not like alvarez is just I mean, joined business like he's been doing this for a long ass time no but it does i would get and I'm not saying either side. Pay off right. the record and you're off the record. And that, that, come on, that guy would. Sure, but if someone else is dragging something out in a court of public opinion, I understand the reaction being in a court of public opinion. So I get, like, I, I get both sides of it. I'm not saying that's the way you should go about any of it. Right. But I understand that of just like, oh, this guy can say what he wants about me, but I have to go message him or whatever. Like, that. That's annoying when other people are putting a narrative associated with your name. Sometimes you're just trying to get chicken tenders at a show. You know what I mean? And then it turns into something entirely different. And also, we don't know who's messaged to, if anyone's messaged anyone. Right, exactly. But again, exactly. there have been a number of times where Sean, for example, not to drag him into this, but Sean would, would say, you know, I've reached out to CM Punk directly. I have not heard back. So, sure. you know, there are people who have aligned to him. There are There were opportunities. And again, like it is. Yeah, at any point you could do a sit down interview. Nobody in wrestling media is going to be like, I don't want that interview. Again, (laughs) say you're off the record in this case. And just there's a conversation to be had. And yeah, court of public opinion does exist. But the point that I'm really just trying to make is like, somebody's got to take the high road. And 
why no uh he doesn't he doesn't bring in the numbers like this not you don't have as many people watching if we're talking about him he's great he'll probably be at all in but okay a spladdle into an ankle lock and then into a stretch muffler is one of the coolest endings stretch muffler muffler into a uh into a what'd you call it a crotch breaker crotch breaker because he had both going there um no but but that was the whole thing is that like someone takes the high road someone reaches out and just says listen I'm sick of the shit. Let's let's figure this out. Squash the beef. Have a conversation. And one of two things happens. Somebody, they, they, they have a good conversation. It's productive. And somebody goes, they agree. Go on socials and just be like, hey, it's squashed. We're good. That's all we're going to say about it. Leave them alone. Or. Sure. Or the alternative is like nothing happens. The conversation exists. But because it's off the record, you agree that it's like, okay, agree to disagree. Clearly, we're both, you know, whatever, but we're professionals, so we're just going to leave it alone. But if if your issue is with, and again, I would much prefer people just be adults. But if so, if your That's issue okay. is something that somebody says about you in public, don't I, I could understand the idea of someone feeling like they can't clear the air the way that they want to by then addressing it privately. I don't think that's the way to do it, but I can understand um, I can understand like wanting to say your piece in public if someone starts that in public. That's like for example, like when you're like Kate Stakes on Twitter, I'm like, Joel, you're the worst to ever do this. Why are you? Why are the you worst like- there is, the worst there was, the worst, worst there ever will be. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. A Canadian slogan that has not been taken. No, never. Not yet. No one's ever used it. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, but listen, in all likelihood, punks back June 17th, the collision, they announced the show this Wednesday where it's going to be. I'm a big fan of the whole, the story that came out of, uh, you know, if it's not going to be the United center, it's going to be Daly's place. And then yesterday, thank God for the Grapsity guys, Phil Lindsay just being like, person I spoke to said that's just not true. <laughs> and then of course the discourse from there became, well, if Phil Lindsay has a source, I wonder who it is. Wink, wink. And of course we all know that we, we're all playing around. We all know we all that know. the person that they're talking about is Ryan Nemeth. I mean, I was going to say it was QT Marshall. Oh, I like that better because of QTB. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, I'm into that. So anyway, uh, if not, the if it's not United Center and it's not Daly's place, where else could it be? The Bell Center in Montreal, so that we make this a truly Canadian collision tour. Like I, it just feels like such a big leap to be like CM Punk can't have a steel in person, so the show is scrapped. Like feels ridiculous. They're not gonna scrap the show. I get that. They're not gonna scrap it. Like you they- could my point being you could run it in Chicago successfully with or without CM Punk. But can you? Because then you have to temper expectations. Now this goes back to the all-in conversation we had, where if somebody speaks a different way, someone's going to assume something's happening that isn't. This is again, this is fan. Investment in fan interest. Well, let's, let's assume that if CM Punk isn't working collision, he's released. I think that's how you manage expectations. If he's not working collision and he's not working dynamite, what's he working? He ain't getting, I don't think he's getting released unless they got a sweetheart of a deal to get him out of here. 
And I don't think he's going to take a deal that doesn't include a non-compete. So that does include a non-compete. Sure. So and Tony doesn't think jumping is, across and talking shit in another he's form. He's going to come to work or he's going to be gone. So like this whole, I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous to think that they sold the United Center just fine when the elite did their their little satire match, didn't they? Like nobody but was. We all knew what was going on. We knew the punk wasn't going to be there. Right. So. Okay. Well, they had no problem pretending that Mercedes was going to show up, and they sold a bunch of tickets off of that, right? But they didn't have a problem with that. They did have a problem with that because it did burn a lot of fans. That's what I'm saying. It burned a lot of fans, and also the. Again, this was a talk. This was a setting fan expectation issue. This is kind of what I'm getting at. Really, the only person who made it worse than it was ended up being Britain. That stupid pre-tape that someone decided to run and, and get through instead of anything else. Because leading up to it, like there was no real inkling, other than just people talking, that it was good. And, and people. Well, there was there was a story that was set up for her to. There was a story that was set up for her to walk into. Um, what the tickets thing? The tickets thing and needing a mystery partner and fanning the flames. Yes, yes, they they really poorly planned it out. The story sucked, is what ended up happening. And then people started fantasy booking their way into a Mercedes Monet. Same thing is happening right now with the uh, the Boston the TD Garden show. That's well, it's, there's lot. just always going to be speculation. Mercedes is going to show up until. Like there to me, there's a big gap between hey, we booked the garden and hey, there's a story that we're implying she's gonna walk into that she didn't. Punk to me is different in that, like this feels so ridiculous, but like Mercedes, what they did, that was controllable circumstances. This feels like non-controllable circumstances. So um I don't think you run Daly's place as a backup to the United Center. There's plenty of other places you could go. Like, I don't know. And, and like uh, Tyler's putting on the chat, you know, the the last time with the elite thing, the, the elite example you were thinking of, that was at Wintrust Arena. So run Wintrust. Like, so stay in Chicago and run Wintrust and not the United Center. Well, no, because you can't, you can't, Wintrust was already on the books with Punk there. People already knew Punk was suspended and injured on top of that. So there was the the expectation was set. He ain't going to be back on time. Now, since the expectation has been set in a lot of different ways, a lot of different forums that he's coming back, uh, you have to temper those expectations or hamper them. I really think he's probably just coming to collision. I think it's so stupid. I do too. I've been sitting here for a long time just being like, this is... This is a roundabout, stupid way to keep his name in the in our mouths and on our stupid thumbnail. I've been saying yeah. weeks I'd rather not have to put him on the thumbnail and talk about him. I, no, 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 and it's great. you. It's no, great. it's it's bloody. It gets, us, it gets us views. Yeah, it gets that, that's great. What's going to happen? CM after? Punk is a draw. Okay. The plus Delta. <sighs> anyway, Punk will be it there. Punk will be at the show. Yeah, he'll be at the show. It'll be in Chicago. Will A Steel? Who knows? Will Larry? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. Will Lulu Pencil? I sure hope so, because this company has fallen apart since she's left. Shout out to uh, my buddy. We're talking about the Bell Center for Collision, if it's not going to be at uh, the United Center. There you go. 
Yeah, so that'll happen. It's gonna it's gonna happen. I'm I'm planning to be at the forbidden door. Oh and yeah? I'm planning to be at collision as well because I would be at Forbidden Door in a second if it was not running on a Sunday. Well, listen, when when Sean Ross Sapp is like, I'm too good to come to Canada to my my favorite city. He doesn't allegedly. want to show up allegedly. This is not his favorite. It's, he fears the fightful championship. That's right. That's right. Day eight hundred next uh, this coming Friday. Oh my God. Um, acknowledge you. Acknowledge me. We the we the one. The the one thousand is like December twelfth. Uh, I not that I'm, play, you know, not that I'm pacing wow. that. So because yeah, because Sean's not going to come to Toronto, because Will Washington is currently working for the company, Ugh. therefore he won't be covering the show for. Fightful. That's so weird. Yeah. I just said to Sean, I'm just like, who's going to do the show? And he's like, I guess you are. Here's the stuff. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess I'm going to cover an AEW pay per view instead. Okay. There you go. It's not, nothing's official yet. I, I still got to apply, but come on. It's this face. They'll be like, uh, why no. is Joe Gacy trying to work media for an AEW pay per view? Should, should I get the yellow glasses for it too? There you go. <laughs> G Bro with a super chat saying, hey, I'm late. Y'all say nice things about Double J yet. Keep sending the money. Maybe we will. Keep That's doing right. it. Yeah. Gonna win those tag titles. It'll take a lot more than three bucks to do that, pal. It's also that's 279 Canadians, which is like a dollar fifty. Oh, come on. You know, can't win. You just can't win. <sighs> what else is happening? Night of Champions is happening. Trinity debuted. Trinity debuted. The match with Kylan King was good. Um, Ring Rust is mostly gone. Looking forward to Under Siege against Giselle Shaw. Said this on the post show for Impact. I am hoping that one of the things she gets fixed is her gear. Um, again, gender non-specific. If you're tugging at your gear, it's time to get your gear fixed. Yes. And that was one of the things that Trinity was dealing with. Something that Ronda Rousey deals with on a match-by-match basis. MJF has dealt with. MJF has dealt Pull with. Pull his pants up. That's right. Maxwell. So, Either way, uh, I thought Trin was good. I thought it was a good start. And I look forward to what she's going to bring for the summer in Impact. She gets to spend her entire summer in Canada. Good for her. I'm so excited for her. Not even not even the good parts of Canada. Like London, Ontario, Canada. And then I'm, like, look. Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Some people were like, she could have gotten herself in a better situation. I'm so excited for that girl. Like, I'm, I think she's it's fine. such an awesome with the amount of freedom she has, with the amount of control she probably has over her contract and the level of talent that she's going to get to work and the possibility of what Impact is doing with Multiverse, what that could lead to with any Mercedes or anybody else that's in, like, New Japan promotions. I just... um It, it just... I, I don't know. I, I was always a fan of her in WWE. Like, I... Always felt like she got so gypped out of her reign, and I, I always thought she was so underrated because she came at that like cross section before the four horsewomen, but after like the the AJ Lee and and Paige era was kind of kicked in, um, that I she, she just has looked so happy. Like I, I just love seeing wrestlers look that happy, and um. Like, I, I think I said it last time when even just in her promo, like in an at peace way, like she just looked so like, not like out of my skin excited, just like, ah, oh, like I'm, I'm, this is where I belong right now. Like, I, I just love when you can see any performer being in the moment like that. Um, 
And I'm I'm very intrigued to see what she goes on and does because this is an open landscape. And I, I feel like Impact more than anybody has um an open landscape. Like I think it's very possible you see Trin versus Athena. I think it's very possible you see Trin versus Willow for a New Japan title or whatever. But like there's so many great knockouts right with her that she can work Diana, Jordan Grace, like Kylan, who she just started with, right? Like um, I, I'm just, it's just a wrestling is better. And women's wrestling is better with her in it. And I, I think her being an impact is one of the same situations like Mercedes, where it's like, she's going to raise the visibility of the division there. And I think it's going to do her a lot of good to work with like, give me Trinity versus Masha Slamovich. Are you kidding? Like, that's going to be amazing. So I'm, it, it's just such a healthy thing for, when the relationship between a talent and a promotion is that symbiotic and it makes me really happy. I'm really, really curious as to whether or not Trinity makes it down to the shows in Australia. I am too. I think I that's going to be cool. If she goes down to Wagga Wagga and she's still working with the company at that point, I would love to see it. I think that'd be really fun. Someone asking if it stopped snowing in Canada yet. Yes. It stopped a while ago. It's beautiful today. It was snowing like a month ago oh there was that one time where i was on the air and i was just like it's only snowing out and then it was done oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, why is it snowing it's april that's what happens in canada so they're the planet's on fire so things are people snow i'm from upstate new york we had some snowy like baseball opening days and stuff yeah it's awful yeah it's not fun yeah get a get a spring is just still winter until like june it's true end of may oh but then the allergy season oh ooh. i'm in hell yeah no i'm Got to get that Claritin game. Yep. Claritin D baby. I get that Claritin that has the, it's a 24 hour extra strength, but it's mint flavored and it melts on your tongue. What? Yeah. It's great stuff. That's a thing. Yeah. It's a little tablet. You don't have to like choke it down with water. It just melts on your tongue. It tastes like mint. Does it have the decongestant built in? I believe it does. I'm going to name me some of that. I wonder if it's a Canada only thing. We'll have to find out. We will have to find out. We will. Uh, anything else? What, what, what else was big? Something so happened. Zach Saber Jr. <laughs> Joel, you know me. I'm not. I'm not usually like the other than my my Peter Avalons and my gasoline wielding Eddie Kingston's. I don't get. I'm not down bad for wrestlers. I'm not like a thirster. Okay. Are you sure about that? I heard you hate thirst traps famously. Uh, I I sometimes wish things that get me banned on Twitter or towards people who hate women who post thirst traps for no reason i'm not down bad i don't thirst over wrestlers i said multiple times i think they are cte prone weirdos who are usually unseasonably tan okay i'm down real bad for zach saber jr because would catch anybody would propose i said on twitter i'm weak in the knees for a guy who is famous for taking out people's knees all right i just I hope so i would propose marriage to him upon sight because I can't think of a better way to spend my life than watching that guy wrestle these insane matches and call everybody dickheads forever and ever. Zach, Kate wants you. I'm, to, I'm down bad. To propose. And not only that. I'm down bad. Kate wants you to tie her up in a pretzel-like formation. I'm not mad about it. I know. I'm not mad about it. Go ahead, Zach. Ball's in your court. 
His match versus AR Fox on ROH was so damn good and not taking anything away from AR Fox because he was unbelievable in that. But I know people are calling for like the, the Danielson match and it, it does. It has to happen. <laughs> that's the second show I've done in three days where that's happened to me. <laughs> not taking anything away from the fact that Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. has to happen. But, like, don't miss what this guy is doing right now because you're so fixated on that. His match with Jeff Cobb was unreal. His match with AR Fox was so, so good. Like, the amount of spots in that match where it's just like, God, that guy has an answer for everything and is always a step ahead. Like, kind of the story that they tell with him is so real and just the execution of moves wise. Like when he locks in an ankle lock, you are just like, that guy's ankle is going to get broken off. <laughs> like when he's in a cravat, you're like, his head is going to smoosh into itself. Like tr- truly as much as I'm like joking around, like I went down a rabbit hole while I was locked on Twitter and like an unbelievably inspired body of work. Like if you, Go back to the wrestler he was at the Cruiserweight Classic. It also was doing stuff in that that was blowing my mind and like very innovative, especially under the WWE umbrella. But what he's been able to do character wise, going from like the technical wizard who was always kind of like an arrogant dickhead in, in a lot of ways, but like he has become such a complete wrestler over the course of like the past probably four or five years. And, and some of the stuff I was watching, like his ability to merge story with technical is so unbelievable to me and i was just like so in love with pro wrestling watching that match because like it i feel like technical wrestling and this is when people are like you're a nerd for like impure matches and i'm like i understand why you would think that technical wrestling i think sometimes gets the rap of being like slow and methodical and cool technically but void of story and void of character the pacing of his matches, the stories in his matches are equally as on point as his technical ability. Like, just such great stuff. Like, really, um, just like, just like, was a really fun way to spend some hours yesterday going back and watching his matches. Just everything I like about pro wrestling is like smooshed into that guy. So, thanks, Zack Sabre Jr., for keeping me entertained while I was locked on Twitter for being extremely sassy to a stranger. Fred Rosser had uh, juice in the tree of woe and was choking him with a giant steel chain just now. Yikes. You know what happens when Cody gets that move locked in? No. It's called a tree of woe! My child just woke up because of that. Thank you. You're welcome. Gbro sends a super chat saying a couple loonies for Gates fancy Claritin fun. Thank you. I do want I want bougie Claritin. So I'm gonna bad. find I'm gonna find it for you. It's okay. Uh, uh, going back Ryan to Ryan, I'll send you more Reese's cups if you send oh, me fancy Claritin. Yes, maybe. Uh, I got I gotta go to New York. I gotta spend. I gotta go back to New York. See you and see Zarian and hell yeah. Probably nobody else. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll show up for. Uh, oh, Tony's there. Tony Storm just showed up. Holy cow. She just slapped Fred Rosser in the face. She looks good. She looks, she's got the. Oh, yeah. She's been a big piece of that story. She's got the, she's got the, the Gwen Stefani space things going on. She's got the Minnie Mouse ears happening. Yeah. The Minnie Mouse ears. Are you going to kick him in the balls? 
Kick him in the balls. I Get see it. In the balls. In the balls. Oh, oh, Fred Ross. When I went to New Japan <laughs> in DC and then Philly, the first night of that, Juice Robinson did a keep my wife's name out your damn mouth. So Tony Storm has been a very big part of that story. He just kissed Tony Storm. This is getting very weird. Fred Rosser did? Fred Rosser just kissed Tony Storm. There's the ball shot. There we go. Juice just did it. And then sent Rosser in for a Storm Zero. Good stuff. Holy shit. So, yes, Thursday's episode of Ring of Honor was made for Kate. It was, yeah. Mimosa (laughs) Joe versus Junior. They are going to get to Samoa Joe versus Zack Sabre Jr. at some point. Um, It was very fun, like a, a battle of the TV champions kind of angle to, to go on the on the wwe side of things i want to bring up a couple of things one is uh the uh pretty deadly debut yeah hell yeah how i love those guys great was that how good was that finish i loved it a lot of people giving it flowers it was really smart they're great it. they're really great i've enjoyed them for a long time and just watching the way that they 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 planned that finish and, and executed it doing the the getting caught in the ropes again after you've taken out the other guy so good so, yeah. Yes. Boy. Hey, if you want to find out how WWE is going to screw them up by making them a hench, henchman duo, go to FightfulSlap.com where there's more details. I don't think it's that. I think it's more that for a short term, while someone else is going for the U.S. title, the people that they faced this past Friday are going to be, uh, you know, part of it. Fingies crossed. Why the chef's gear? Because they're a snack. Why not be a chef? That's right. Why be a chef when you can be a... Because they're chef? cooking in that match. That's, That's why. Right. Uh, and then on the women's cursed tag team championship side of things. Liv Morgan's injured. Dakota Kai is injured. That Shotzi sucks. is going to be the replacement. Sorry. just I know that's... Listen, that's both spoilers and like none of you should be surprised. Shotzi Correct. and Raquel are besties. I got that out of Raquel at uh, Elimination Chamber in our interview. So uh, there you go. Well, Raquel has had a, an absolute carousel of tag partners anyway that's right <laughs> start the revolving door again you got forbidden doors and you got revolving doors that's right raquel's revolving door of tag team champ championship however isn't that a trio when you consider you have raquel and raquel's back that's already a tag team right and then you throw Shotzi in there feels like that's a trio i don't think it's going to happen that way uh so they're going to do a four-way match on raw for the vacated Raquel and her back Shotzi and Natalia probably it's Raquel it's Raquel and Shotzi what about Raquel's back Raquel's back is Raquel's front as well it's one person she's a double back I mean she would want you to think that yes that is her entire gimmick the back is the back is back the back is back oh my gosh if she ever gets injured and comes back the back is back back she's back she's back back and back i'm back back in the back groove uh eric back and back. just hating it uh <laughs> what about her legs it carries that back oh uh, whatever that's a good point juice beats fred rosser with tony technically tony storm won because she's sitting on top of juice who's pinning fred rosser Hell yeah. Good for go, Tony Storm. You go, Tony Storm, with your Minnie Mouse ears and your hot girl look. She looks great. Oh, God. So, yeah, so you're doing, uh, it's Raquel and, and Shotzi, let's face it. Uh, who else is in there? Uh, Chelsea and uh, Sonia. 
who honestly I, I wish they would win. And then you've got uh, who are the other two? The the the, the, the MMA guys. Don. No, are they in this? Aren't they the fourth? I didn't. Are they? Oh no no no! They have separate titles. That's yeah yeah yeah. Charlotte tag team match women's title. Ronda and Shayna. Ronda and Shayna. We're gonna win. Oh, and then uh, Bailey Neo. That's right. Right. We should probably not forget about damage control, considering we just said Dakota Kai also injured. Correct. And that was like, they set that up pretty heavily on SmackDown. So did you did you see how they set that up? How they explained the injury? What do you mean? So they said the Dakota Kai injury happened when uh, Liv... Oh, no, the Liv injury. They said the, the Liv injury, yes. yes. You yeah. saw how the Liv injury was set up. Yes. They said it was when Dakota Kai kicked her in the face and then, like, hurt her shoulder. Do you know how it really happened? I forget. Her partner powerbombed her onto a group That's of people was. and hurt her in the process. Yep. The back is hurt because she's carrying an injured woman. Um, that she injured. I remember seeing that spot and being like, that doesn't feel like a smart idea at all. And it wasn't because it injured Liv Morgan, unfortunately. But it's not ballet, as they say. Even though ballet is a very dangerous sport in and of itself. It is. Those poor ballerinas, their bodies all break down by the time they're like 35. You see them feet? Yeah, it's crazy. That's bad. It's gnarly looking. Yeah, you do. They're not starting OnlyFans. Well, I mean, they might. Some people might be into that level of uh, pain and and suffering on their feet. Anyway, I want Chelsea... (laughs) And Sonya to win those tag titles. Let me tell you what's not going to happen. Ronda and Shayna winning? No, that is what's going to happen. Shit. Oh, no. But what if it doesn't? I'm happy for Shayna. Yeah. Shayna deserves everything. Uh, That's Sure, okay. I would rather see the character work of of those two, the aforementioned Karens, winning that match. Oh, I think they're hysterical, and I think they're great. And I've... I'm so glad Sonia is on TV regularly, but they ain't winning it. It's unfortunate. It's accurate, but it's unfortunate. Welcome uh, to everything you predict. How does it feel to be on this side of the coin, pal? Eh, I, I think it'll leave it. Is there anything else that really stood out to you this week from the WWE side of things? Um, oh, actually, uh, I'll give you one. Uh, Lisa Leon's back. Yes. Very happy that she is back and cleared. Very confused as to why SmackDown has more NXT tag teams than NXT. That's right. It was good. I like that. I saw you tweeted that and I was just like, it's very accurate. But apparently they were just doing it once just to give her a shot because they didn't have her on main event. So it was fine. It was, uh, it's just good to see Lisa Leon back because she hadn't wrestled a match in almost a year. It was like August last year was her last, uh, her last match. And that was a tag, a four way tag title match. So it's good to see her back. Very happy she's back. Anyway, good on her. And I'm waiting. And and so here's the other thing: you have Sonia and Ronda win the women's tag titles, and just say these are Raw tag titles now. And then Isla Dawn and Alba Fire have the SmackDown women's tag titles, which makes so little sense given the lack of depth in that roster. But it's really the only way they can do it. Your silence is deafening. Just merge them. Just I merge them. I don't Just disagree. Fucking merge them. But why not? I think I'm not supposed to swear anymore. No? I think we got 
somebody else got told that. I think Jeremy got told that he's not supposed to swear anymore, which means we're probably all not supposed to swear anymore. Who this is overbooked. Jonathan. When? Sean did. I don't know, last week. On which show? I can't remember. On Spotlight. Probably oh, on Spotlight. That's because, yeah, yeah. Because the, the grand old Al Gore-ism, uh, the Al Gore's rhythm, is that, uh, yeah, the swearing, it's like, what, five minutes in? Don't swear. Yeah, this. okay. See, I'm good about waiting the five minutes. Yeah, no, we're an hour and 35 in, so we're pretty yes. okay. Yeah. Uh, what was I cursing about? The tag title situation, the women's tag titles. Yeah, Dan House is gonna be mad. Sorry to Dan Housen for all the cursing. Uh, he has no nipples. Yeah, that's true. What's he gonna do? Yeah. Squirt milk out of his non-existent nipples. I, I mean, mean, he'll squirt it out of something. Ah! Hey, yo, that'll get you banned on Twitter if you make Watch little jokes like that. Watch be your eyeballs. Watch your eyeballs. Careful. Watch your eyeballs. Get banned on Twitter for twelve hours. Um. Just, Elon's just laughing the whole just, time while you're banned. Just, 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 joke's on them, okay? Joke is on them. Everybody thought my comment was funny, and I went down this the Xavier Jr. rabbit hole. So everybody won. Um, I don't understand why you wouldn't merge the titles, because I don't understand why you bring them up from NXT not to merge the titles. But I also don't understand why they haven't acknowledged that Bianca is the Raw Women's Champion and Rhea is SmackDown 1 and they're on upset programs. We, ex- we talked about this last week. Yeah, and your explanation was as dumb then as it is now. No, they'll address it. Honestly, they'll address it next week. Unlike feeble, Not next week. The my week feeble little mind can't handle three hours of, or th- well, three important pieces of news in my three-hour program. Oh, no. In like two weeks, you'll be sitting here doing the whole like they should they should have told us and at the same time being like i'm glad they're finally telling us <laughs> on one show you're gonna shit on it and that's on the paywall and then on friday you and 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 cardoza are gonna be like yeah i'll be glad when they finally resolve it it doesn't mean they should have five weeks of not having it resolved when you told us you told us that these rules go into effect after backlash why did you go out of your way to tell us that? Do me Just a favor. to lie to us. Those those headphones that you're that you're uh, sorry the headphones you're wearing. What? Where the microphone is on them? Can you just like rustle them? Oh no. Other is side. Au- isn't is my audio my headphones? <laughs> the whole time I knew. Oh it. no! So I'm... this has just been a prop mic. Yeah, that's just been a prop mic. You guys deserved better audio for my Zack Sabre Jr. monologue. I'm sorry. That's fine. Here, here comes Kyle Fletcher. So he, that's all that matters right now. Oh, Kyle Fletcher rules. We should have just talked about the New Japan pay-per-view the whole time. He's very tall. Where He's those... deceivingly tall. He's very tall. Is it, where's his, where's Go If you ever get the chance to see him live, man. Oh, I have. Oh, he's he's even better live. Like, yeah. they're, they're even better live. They're just one of those teams that the energy is... So good life. I've got a photo of him like selling <laughs> in front of me, looking like death, and it's great. Yeah, no, that was 2019. I saw him. He's so great. Yeah, he is great. He's. I just can't get over like. I feel like such an old lady, but some of these kids, man, like he's 24. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Just got to get rid of that haircut. Shave those sideburns, Fletcher. 
Yeah, but it's annoying heel sideburns. It doesn't even have any. They're like, yeah, they're a little. Shock is Shock at 29, thank you for the super chat, saying, I said on Grabsity until Sean reports something, I'm not giving any punk stories credence due to so much conflicting info. I agree. Anyway, Resurgence is humped so far, and Mercedes and Willow is the main event. Yes, I'm very excited for that main event. And you know what, Shock it, I agree with you. I do. I We come on here and we talk about it because we talk about it, because everyone's talking about because it. Because more people tune in when we make it our thumbnail. Let's face it. And it would be false advertising. To not talk about what's on her thumbnail, though I have no problem with it. I could talk about splatles into Ooh. Reese's pieces with caramel. Do they make Claritin that's that? No, but I wish they did. Me too. There's also Reese's pieces with little cookie inside. Yo. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. You distracted the ABB girl with Reese's pieces. I get it. Reese's pieces with cookie inside. Hell yeah. Shout out so to the- I gotta be honest, when you nail it with your standard as much as Reese's has, I kind of feel this way about Oreos. Like, let's not venture off from what makes you great. Stick to the fundamentals. Like with Reese's Pieces, I'm sure with cookies inside is great, but that just feels like a different product. Like Reese's, you want to you want to put them in Christmas trees and Easter eggs, all for it. But like, stick to your formula of chocolate and peanut butter now in bar form the reese's fast break most underrated candy bar in the world reese's peanut butter bars are my jam isn't that what the fast break is is it i don't know what the fast break is i think i think that's what it is it's just the the reese's peanut butter bar like the candy bar version of the reese's it's unbelievable no no this is different the reese's peanut butter bars are exactly what they sound like. They, they're like a giant chocolate bar, not giant, but a big chocolate bar that has Reese's in the middle. It's peanut butter in the middle. Just look up, yeah, Reese's peanut butter bar. Oh, wow. It's like a Hershey yeah. bar, but Reese's. Yeah, it's, it's delicious. See, I need to compare this to the fast break. My lineage yeah. is all screwed up. It's great stuff. Yeah. Ryan and Ryan's just like, they're both amazing, and I'm sure they are. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what we're doing. The smoothness gonna, of the fast break, though, I gotta be honest. I don't know, man. Tough, I'm gonna, it's gonna be tough. I'm gonna load up my Amazon wish list for my birthday. I'm gonna be like, hey, if y'all wanna send me stuff? That, that's what you can send you me. Know Ryan is. Ryan I know. Will. So I, I'm just gonna put really expensive, stupid shit and see who see who bites. <laughs> so that you can bite into a Reese's. Into a Reese's. I have three half pound peanut butter cups to go. <laughs> they're in my fridge i ate one on the air i think it was the royal rumble and i'm sitting there and i'm just like buzzed like i'm buzzing because it's, it's a half pound of chocolate and peanut butter and it's like 10 30 sitting there just like look right in the chat thousand percent will get 10 million percent get joel candy i get it you guys are like i hope you get to me in person someday because you guys I feel are like we did didn't didn't we meet at emo fight? No, you met Danny. I met Danny. Okay, who is also he's no longer a part of the Mark Order because okay, he, that's why that's he why. has responsibilities and goes to work in the morning and doesn't want to be exhausted for it like a nerd. But he was also very similar in that um, he like watched wrestling to enjoy it. Seems bad. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Are weird. I don't know who would do that. That sounds really bad. No, it's gross. Yeah. Oh, by the way, 
Uh, Isaiah Bronner is going to be on In the Weeds tomorrow morning. So uh, go watch that. 1045 Eastern. Show starts at 10 a.m., but Isaiah Bronner is going to show us. Because he won the AIW gauntlet for the gold, easy for me to say. So he's going to be nice. hanging out with us. Yeah, we're going to talk to him about his impending match against Matthew James Cardona at the AIW Absolution event. You know, it's always good to get back to guests who you may or may not be interviewing. Has he messaged you about that? No, but you left him on red. <laughs> I didn't. I feel bad. You gonna, left him on red. I think he's going to be a spot, I guess. It's really hard to do this. Can Overbooked have a candy review show? Short answer, yes. Long answer, no. Those are different answers. They are very different answers. So the same question. We have a Degrassi review show. We do. A basketball talk show that are basically grandfathered in because the people who do it work for the sites. And one of them happens to run this channel. And the other one is Steven Jensen. Jensen should just get to do whatever he wants. Just, that's, that's, just that's, in life. That's it. He just he gets to do whatever he wants, and I'm never going to tell him no. Yeah. Uh, overbooked. We tr- I try to keep it as much to wrestling as I can. Oh, I know, but there's a reason for that. Candy, candy, candy. You ever see, you ever see what happens when a channel does too much different stuff? Okay, but do you think the views on a candy review show are not going to be the best views that we have on this channel? I think the, I think the Al Gore rhythm is going to completely submerge it beyond the depth of hell. So, okay, so we'll call it Wrestling and Candy, and we'll be like, oh my god, Ricky Starks loves Twizzlers, and then we'll just review candy. <laughs> we just open with the line, <laughs> Sting loves red vines. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> or like wrestlers as candy like darby allen is a moon cookie i know that's not you know but you know what i'm saying like well now i want to go down this rabbit hole eddie kingston what cookie is he reese's pie because of the whole reese's pie thing in the back with this reese's pie i'm just looking at his gear is there any black and yellow yeah reese's that's black and orange, idiot. No, that's that's the branding of Reese's, but peanut butter is typically like yellowish brown. And you know what? With the actual pieces, there are yellow ones in there, so I'll take it. There you go. So then what's MJF? Does Burberry make a candy? No, it doesn't have to be the branding. <laughs> it could be their personality. Oh, Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they're sour, but then, like, you get to watch them wrestle, and it's actually kind of sweet. What's Roman Reigns? I don't know. A Necco wafer? Because you can eat them for, like, decades, and they'll still be fresh in, like, 85 years from now. A butterscotch <laughs> candy, maybe? <laughs> well, the same experience every time, and they last for freaking ever, and it's geared toward your grandfather. <laughs> Why can't you be Big League Chew? It's the it's what you have at the ballpark at the bottom of the third, and it'll last you through to the bottom of the ninth. No, because it only lasts you to the top of the fourth. That's the problem. <laughs> big League Chew loses flavor so fast. I haven't had Big League Chew in so long. Oh, man. Chat's getting in on this now. MJF is black licorice. Oh, man. Roman is warheads because it's that lingers over the, the sour lingers over the sweetness. <laughs> Oh my goodness. What's Seth Rollins? He's a Tootsie Roll. How many licks does he think gets to the center of Seth oh, that's Rollins? That's a Becky Lynch question, <laughs> sir. <laughs> There's only one kid. We got to ask the kid. 
<laughs> what else? What else before we get out of here? Aussie Open would be like that Australian licorice gimmick, right? <laughs> Red vines? I don't know what the Australian. Oh, no, it's like it's very good. Been to Australia? I can't even think of what it is. Someone in the chat's gonna remind me. That's fine. No, it's just like it says, like Australian wallaby licorice or whatever. They, it's like they pretend it's healthy, but it's still licorice, so it's not. Oh, yeah, that seems bad. Let's do it in reverse. Who would be Skittles? Dalton Castle. Yeah, oh, 100%. Who would be Starbursts? Willow? Yeah, I could see Willow, especially when she wins that New Japan Strong Women's Championship tonight and all its purple purple strap glory. Who would be a Hershey bar? Who is contemporary and here forever? Sting. Um, okay. Yeah. I feel like that's too standard for Sting, though. Sting is pretty standard. No. You had Surfer Sting, you have Crow Sting, you have all this reinvention. Yeah, Hershey has tons of different bars. Who are runts? (laughs) QTV. No. I'm trying to think of good, like, henchmen type. Stacks two dimes? Well, they don't exist anymore. Well, one of them doesn't. The other one's about to call the cops on his, uh, on the mob boss and become the mob boss himself. I'm going to say runts are the LWO. Oh, that's awful. They got the win this week. But I like runts. They're good. Except the banana ones. No, I get behind that. That's true. Who else? Who else? Who else would be a good chocolate bar? What's Daniel? What's Brian Danielson? What's the most vegan chocolate bar you know? What's the most? Well, and it's just candy, right? We're not limited to that. No, it's got to be vegan candy, David. He's like, he's a Swedish fish, I feel like. But he's not Swedish. But he's got red gear. Oh, okay. Who are sweet tarts? Brock Lesnar for payday is true, actually. It's good. (laughs) Sweet tarts? Does that feel like a Street Profits thing? Meh. Like explosive flavor? I guess. I feel like we're kind of just thinking of shit, saying it. I was thinking through mine. You got what? something better for sweethearts? No. I know that uh, Claudio, Claudio Castagnoli is Ricola. Obviously. Gotta be. No one else could be. No. No. What would oh. Ricky Starks be? What is the uh, what is the the cheesiest cheesiest? How dare you, sir! Cheesiest? Yeah. What's the, what is the cheesiest candy? Is he Mister Big? He's like a hundred grand. No, I don't think he gets paid that much. Richard Starks. <laughs> He's not an NWA anymore. That's true. Where he was getting paid a hundred grand. Oh, what would, let's do that. What would Tyrus be? Diabetes. <laughs> An almond joy. Oh, God, not even. He's a bounty bar. He's a bounty bar. What? Billy, Bor- or- Billy Corrigan would be the orange pumpkins that you get. It's true. I just, which is, no. fits on so many levels. Tyrus is perfect. Thinks he's black on the outside, but he's super white on the inside. Tyrus's candy corn is another good one. Nobody likes candy corn. No. 
<laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Kick guy junkies, by the way. I like those. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, I can't keep doing this. It's too, <laughs> too much dead air. Let's go watch the the main event of New Japan. Right now, it's uh, Hikaleo defending his New Japan Strong title against Kenta. Man, they really just are giving titles out to everybody. I mean, and I love Hikuleo, but there's just so many titles in the world. Well, no, Kenta was Kenta had that title until Hikuleo just won it back. Yeah, and now did. Kenta's going after it. This is actually a good match. I'm looking forward to this. Well, let's go watch it. Okay, let's get out of here. Kate, do okay. the things where you promote the things. Hey, you can follow me on Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter and on TikTok and Kate's Instagrams on Instagram. <gasps> Sundays, I'm right here on Fightful Overbooked with Joel Pearl. Joel and Kate at eight Mondays behind the paywall with Alex Pulowski doing the Sour Graps post show Tuesdays on the main doing the Sour Graps post show Wednesdays at the Mark order talking all things all elite Thursdays doing the ROH and we hand it off to Joel and Cresta impact post show Fridays AW Rampage and Smackdown on the Fightful main channel and pay-per-view wise just stay tuned to my Twitter because there's a lot happening there's a lot uh by the way Kyle Fletcher was out there alone because Mark Davis is injured and Aussie Open cannot defend the IWGP tag titles at Dominion on June the 4th. Fletcher says that Aussie Open is vacating both the IWGP and New Japan Strong Tag. No! So he's injured, injured, because they wouldn't do that before Forbidden Door. Yeah, which sucks. Oh, fuck, man. That FTR match is now on the fence. That sucks. That sucks so hard. They were having the run of runs, Aussie Open. Honest to God, like so good. Yeah. So. Oh, that sucks. I hope he gets better. Me too. It's uh, it's Get always fun watching them. Get, let Kyle Fletcher win the international championship this week on Dynamite and just run a muck in AEW for a few months. I would not hate that. Probably can't do that actually because they got to do something about uh the the match that they're having the battle royal yeah <laughs> well no. he could just lose it he could win it and then lose it that's true then... you could do that I, just to just hot shot the titles it's fine sure. that sucks though i mean i i hate reading that especially uh. as we're off the air but uh, that's what's going on so i guess that that just throws the the tag situation at forbidden door completely in the ringer we'll see it does yeah we got a month until that show but uh i guess mark davis is out for the time being yeah if they're vacating that sounds bad Hopefully not as bad, but it's pretty yeah. bad. If they're if they're vacating both sets of titles, that's not good. Yeah. Anyway, I am Agile Pearl, J-O-L-P-E-R-L. Uh, in the weeds, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 a.m. here. Uh, that's Eastern Standard Time, by the way, here on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, like Kate said, I am after the Kate and Reg ROH post show with Cresta Star. Her and I review Impact Wrestling on Thursdays on the Fightful YouTube channel. And uh, myself and Ella J, we do the run sheet every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platforms. Talk about wrestling news, talk about TV. We give our little hot takes. We do our thing. Go follow us there at the run sheet pod because uh, we can always use your ears and your love, I guess. I'll take your love. I stole your love. Stole your glove. I stole your glove. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I like kiss, I guess. Oh, apparently. Yeah, they're all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, friends, me on the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.